Pubcast. If you're not listening to Pubcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the Pubcast. Sit down and enjoy a pint. Welcome to the Planes, Trains, and Automobiles episode of the Pubcast. This movie may not be one of the big Christmas classics like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, An Elf, or Die Hard. Yes, it's a Christmas movie, uh, but it certainly qualifies as a holiday classic. It's one of the few memorable movies that focuses on Thanksgiving, and by pairing Steve Martin with John Candy, it took the tried-and-true road trip movie uh, concept and elevated it to a new level with cringy slapstick comedy. Uh, so join me, Allison, and Eric as we break down planes, trains, and automobiles. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed, and some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, they're the Martonic family. Paramount Pictures presents Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game. All right. Planes, trains, and automobiles, 1987. This is a fantastic right. no-nonsense plot. Alrighty. A Chicago advertising man must struggle to travel home from New York for Thanksgiving with a lovable oaf of a shower curtain ring salesman as his only companion. Uh, mm. A Chicago advertising man? <laughs> I found that phrasing strange, but... Great. Okay. It, Technically, you're there, but... Yeah. This is... This appears to be written by, like, a bot. Like an AI. Yeah. 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 Nuts. There's uh, way too much information in that no-nonsense plot. Yeah. Extraneous information. Yeah. It could be... Half that size. Um, all right. Overall reaction to the movie, uh, we can do where you watched it or whatever, but who really cares? I definitely did not see this in the theaters. I, I was way late to this movie. I would agree. I feel like I've seen it. I, I saw it once on a rental or something like that, and then went a long period of time without watching it again. Yeah. And probably rediscovered it in the last 10 years, maybe, as, like, something I've watched probably more yeah. in the last 10 years than I did in the first... Definitely. 25 that it was out. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I probably... Swore, talking about being late uh, to this movie, this is the part where I admit that I <laughs> saw this movie the first time maybe five years ago. Oh, my gosh. I definitely saw it. Uh, let's say twenty years ago, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't in the eighties or nineties. I don't think. I knew of it. We all. I mean, it was yeah. on, and you knew the the, the famous line and the famous uh, couple of scenes. But right. uh, I, I wasn't on this movie until way late. I'm not as late as Eric, but yeah, late. Yeah. So, the one thing that kept standing out to me, uh, I kept thinking about when watching this movie. And it's clearly obvious with this crew, of course, is the influences on Tommy Boy. I kept, I could oh, not, every scene, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, that was from Tommy Boy, that, you yeah. know, or vice versa. Like, that yeah. was, definitely influenced that, and Chris Farley is doing a Tommy Boy, or a, a, a John Candy impression in this scene, and, right. you know, Spade is definitely doing a Steve Martin reaction in that scene, like, I kept flashing back to Tommy Boy. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. of that, but now that you say it, I'm I'm there. Oh, it's I mean yeah, it's almost sure. beat for beat, like yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah, that's that was down to like out. the car getting destroyed and right. like, driving a you know jalopy down the yeah. highway. Because I for, I kind of forgot about that scene. 
Yeah. Uh, and then it came up, I'm like, oh, this is literally the exact same scene. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very insightful. I did not think <laughs> about it. All right. Um, overall reaction to the movie. So I liked it. I remembered it being more punchy, having more, I don't know, bigger laughs. I think it's because the humor has moved on to a certain extent. I know. Um, That's what I thought, too. And I think the harshness of Steve Martin's personality towards Dell, I don't know, gets the same kind of laughs that it might have no. then, you know? No. It, it, it was just... It's it's different. I mean, there are funny parts that I definitely laughed out loud when I was watching it, but at the same time, I'm like, there are laughs. Oh, it's a little cringy. Yeah, like, not as big he, a laugh. The way he talks to him sometimes. It's not as like overt and you know, obviously funny as Tommy Boy, but it's not as sort of dry and sort of uh, overly cringy like um, Midnight Run. Right. Like it's somewhere in between, and it. I think it's, it's fine. It's good, but it's. I, I remember it being better. It also, in my opinion, is more about the visual gags as yeah. opposed yeah. to yeah. dialogue. I mean, there there is some of that, but I think, for me, you know, even when I was trying to figure out like quotes, like there's a handful of quotes, but it's more about the visual of whatever's happening that. I wrote down, Makes. like, one quote, and yeah. then it was just scenes. Yeah. 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 Eric, agree or disagree? No, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I think particularly that first time when when they're in the motel. Yeah. And, and Neil tells him off. That's, like, really... It goes really on harsh. for a long time. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, and, it should have been 30 seconds, and it was a minute and a half. Like, yeah. yeah. Whoa. And John Candy just... Standing there, just, taking it. <laughs> His face is just crumbling. I know. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, it was actually probably some of the best John Candy acting. Yeah. Of like, you could see like his eyes just getting that shine of like, like you could see like his feelings were really get like we're getting hurt, kind of thing. But he's just like quiet and just kind of taking it as it seems like he's always had to take it. Mm -hmm. You know. So do you think Dell is the uh, older brother of um, uh, what was the uh, Buck? Not Uncle Buck. Buck. Uncle Buck. Yeah. Dell's the older brother of yeah. Buck. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. They could be related. Um, and there's a lot of parallels to that movie in this movie, or sure. overlaps yeah. with John Hughes and everything. Yeah. Um, I forgot this was a John Hughes movie until we were watching it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. This is it's. It, there's of lots of recurring is, yeah. characters and actors, not characters, but actors that you've seen before, and um, it's got his style for sure. Well, it's you don't think of it as a John Hughes movie because there's not a single teenager in it. I know. You know. So what are we talking about? Yeah. You know. And, and then he and Candy did uh, Uncle Buck uh, three years later, two years later, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Box office performance for this thing. Uh, it did well, but it was not near the top ten. Okay. We've done the top ten before because we've done some of these movies before, but, um, I'm not even going to dive into the numbers this is necessarily. 87? 87. So it's Beverly Hills Cop 2, Platoon, Fatal Attraction, Untouchables, which we should do the Untouchables, um, Three Men and a Baby, The oh. Secret to My Success, uh. <laughs> <laughs> which we may have to do Just that Just watch that. At some point. Uh, Stakeout, Lethal Weapon, The Witches of Eastwick, and number 10 was Predator. Ooh. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was 29. Uh, it made 35 million with a budget of 15 million. So there's a, a lot of, and this one, there's a lot of movies that finished around this movie that are memorable. Um, Possibly just because of the age of the movies, because we know all these movies. But um, so this movie finished 29. 26 was The Golden Child. 27 was Summer School. 28 was No Way Out. 
and 30 was the running man. So this finished right above the running man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Rotten Tomatoes. Audience or critics first? All right. We're doing audience. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> what do you think the audience score was for this movie? I'm going to say 86. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric? I will say, I'll go a little higher. I'll, I'll say 90. The audience score was a, a solid 87. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. oh. yeah. I almost said 87 because that's like my go-to number, and I'm like, I'll just yeah. go slightly under. I thought the audience score would have been higher, like well in the 90s. I think because it didn't, it it's not the ton of laugh out loud. I know. That people would have ex- been expecting more of that from John Candy, and so I... That I discounted it a little Martin. bit because of that. Right. Two comedic actors at the height of their popularity or close. Yeah. Um, a concept everyone can get around. Uh, it's a holiday movie. It came out like Thanksgiving weekend. Right. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, it was, and it was, it was funny enough. I thought it would have worked like higher. Okay, critics. What were the critics higher or lower than the audience? Let's say lower. They usually are. I think it's higher. I don't... So lower than 87. So I saw this as a part of, like, trivia that Roger Ebert loved it. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to go 90. 90 for the critics. Yeah. Eric? It was 87. I'll say... I'll say 80. Critics had it at 92. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. 5% higher than the audience. We cannot read these at all. We have no, no. idea what we're doing with this. Yeah. It seems to make no rhyme or reason, critics and audience. I wonder if there's anything about the plot line that like a movie critic might appreciate. And I don't know I don't know if they were travelers or, you know, whatever, but like that difficulty of getting yeah. home and kind of that was somewhat unique and Yeah. Or the year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Right. And I don't, I don't know or care to look up the way Rotten Tomatoes does their thing. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever, but uh, I don't get it. Okay, we mentioned it already. Robert Ebert gave this movie three and a half out of four stars in his original review in 87. Uh, they followed it up in 2000 with a, a re-review. He gave it four out of four stars. Wow. It was included in, in his list of... Great movies, and he watched it almost every Thanksgiving. <laughs> Roger Ebert was all over this movie. Oh, I love it. Um, all right. The exterior of the aircraft in flight is a reuse of the 707 um, that's flying through the storm from the movie Airplane in 1980. That's awesome. But without the propeller noise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that movie was also from Paramount Pictures, and this was too, so they had it in the archives and just used it. Um, Steve Martin was convinced to join the production after favoring two scenes. We saw this in the extras. Um, the seat adjustment scene in the car and the F-word oh, yeah. tirade at yeah. the uh, rental desk. Yeah. 18 fucks were, yeah. g- were given In like by, a minute and a half. In, or in, one, in one minute. Yeah. One minute. It was 60 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> From the time he starts to the time um, uh, the attendant yeah. gives him the fuck back, right. it's 60 seconds right. exactly. Right. Yeah, I don't think there are any throughout in the rest of the movie. No. no. It's just they're all in a minute. Yeah. And that's the only reason it's an R-rated movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fictional name of the railroad uh, that the characters ride is Contract. A uh, combination of Conrail and Amtrak. Right. Um, and I saw somewhere else that um, no, like, rental agency cars, no travel, uh, uh, transportation agency would lend their name, name. or their yeah. uh, products to this uh, because they were, like, shitting on trains, planes, or planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, like, they didn't want to look like they were inept, and yeah. this is, like, the experience, so... Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. 
Um, John Hughes wrote this draft, the first draft of the screenplay in three days. Three wow. days. Wow. That's... Um, his average writing time for a screenplay in those days was about three to five days. Wow. But then he did 20 plus rewrites. <laughs> so, uh, Does you... it really count? Right. That's an outline. It's not even... Does that count? It's not, not, it's not anything. Wasn't that the story like about Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Like he wrote it like a night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sure what he wrote is, "Kid plays hooky from school, hijinks ensue," and that was his. <laughs> you know, twenty rewrites, and then yeah. what did you do at first? Uh, the exterior of the rental car was designed to resemble that of the Griswold station wagon yeah. from. National Lampoon's Vacation. Family Truckster. Plainly obvious, but we all know that one. Um, Oh, this one's funny for us, being who we are and where we are. Dell and Neil are pulled over by a Wisconsin state trooper, Michael McKeon, driving from St. Louis to Chicago. Why would they have a Wisconsin state trooper? Because there were deleted scenes, and uh, many deleted scenes or concepts for this movie, they had drove driven past Chicago. We're in Wisconsin. Yeah. But in the movie, that's you don't, not it, It's part not of articulated. It. Yeah. 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 I saw that there's something like there is a three-hour <laughs> cut of the movie somewhere, but nobody really knows where it is. But it like it it, it exists. exists. The yeah. first edit, like before they even did anything, was like three forty or something yeah. like that. And then they brought it down, and then they went from three hours to like an hour and a half to tighten it up. Yeah. But yeah, the, and the Michael McKeon character was supposed to be much more... Yeah, he um, had a lot more going yeah. on there. He had a whole yeah. story and whatever, yeah. but he, they cut it all out. A lot of plot exposition apparently was supposed to be a part of his... A lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot yeah. of what have yous. Yeah. I had two other kind of like... Yeah. Two little pieces of trivia. One... Um, you were talking about how this movie um, mirrors something else, but the final frame of uh-huh. this movie is the same as the final frame of Uncle Buck. Uh, Uncle Buck. Yeah. Um, sans the hand wave. Other than that, it was like the same facial Tom expression, Han- the closed mouth smirk yeah. of uh, John Candy. Smirky. And then the other um, great character of the movie, Owen, um, (laughs) he and John Hughes had planned for him to, when he was spitting, to wipe his his mouth with his right hand just before shaking hands with Steve Mm -hmm. Martin. So that wasn't written into the script. Mm. It was intended to totally disgust... Steve Martin, so you could see the look yeah. on his face, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like it was so disgust. He was so disgusted, and like afterward, he was like running around, like trying to find a place to wash his hands or um, sanitize or whatever, because he was so disgusted by that take. Well, and that was the take that made it. While we're on it, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna sort of uh, uh, pivot to the casting stuff just for that guy. The Owen character was created. Um, Basically by Dylan Baker, the actor. Yeah. Um, which I looked up as IMD, IMDb. Uh, we've seen him in everything, uh, but there's nothing you can like point to. Like, he's the guy from. Right. There's no, like, memorable... I mean, he's in so I've many seen, things. He's, like, some character actor that he's just kind he's of in always everything. in the background. And, he, and I always feel like he plays, like, a, much, a very, like, conservative, uptight kind of character. Yeah. And then for this Owen character is the complete opposite. Like, he... Plays like I think he played like a a teacher or a principal like in one of the Spider Man or something like that. Like he was like sort of he's always like a an uptight figure of authority of some sort. Yeah. Okay. I re- I remember him in I think it was Road to Perdition where he's yeah. like the accountant yeah. that has to have like his poached egg and his bacon. Had Neil and Dell just stayed at the airport, uh, they probably would have made it back to Chicago just in time. A scene uh, shortly after shows Neil's wife watching the news, um, which was said uh, it was said that oh, hair was clearing up. That's the funny part of the movie is that, I mean, even while they're going through all that stuff, you can sort of pick it apart. Like, if they have done this or had done that or didn't do this, they would have made it well in time. Well, 
that is the plot also of Home Alone. Right. Right? So she's trying to get home to Kevin right. in the first movie, and the rest of the family would, had like tickets to get back two days later or whatever, and she didn't want to wait. She wanted to go. Yeah. And they did, walk did, in so. at the same time. Yeah. It's the same plot line. That seems to be a John Hughes thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we saw in, in the uh, extras uh, after the movie um, that all this was based on stuff that happened to him. He did have to get back for Thanksgiving. He was in New York. He did end up in uh, uh, Wichita. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm like, well, how could he have, like, all these weird things happen to him? And they're all very similar. Like, they're yeah. all... But I think a, p- a part of it, though, is that... It was all Dell's influence. Yeah. Stuck with he got stuck with Dell, and just Dell kept happening to him over and over and over and over again. You think this sort of shit happens to Dell all the time? Like he's just he's just the guy that. But uh, that was also kind of the joke was ne- um, it it never happened to Dell. Like when the car catches on fire, right? And then he's like, "You finally did it to yourself, right?" Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, oh, we wa- I watched this, and Eric had seen it before, but you were upstairs when I watched this earlier. Okay. After the credits, there's a scene where Neil's boss is at his desk, still looking at oh. the ads with this Thanksgiving turkey there. Right. Uh, so they have a little stinger at the end of the, the movie. Oh, that's funny. Um, all right, casting, we did talk about Dylan already. Uh, I didn't do a lot of research on this, but I, this one thing came up. John Hughes originally wanted Tom Hanks for Neil Page and John Travolta for Del Griffith. John Travolta? <laughs> I saw John Goodman. I, did, I saw Travolta. I, I did read something else, though, that John Goodman was also considered. Yeah. John that makes Travolta? Sense. Yeah. Uh, Hanks was unavailable because he was bu- busy shooting big. Uh, and the Paramount, exec- Paramount executives uh, didn't want Travolta because he was considered box office poison at the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> that's funny to think about that. Um, well, the, yeah, there's... Yeah. That's Travolta's whole career, though. He does right. something good. He rides that until it... Yeah, is in the dirt. He's in the dirt, yeah. and yeah, nobody will touch him, and then he'll... He's had a couple of comebacks. Like, yeah. when did Luke Who's Talking come out? Because that was like a comeback for him. It's got to be 90, 91. Was it that late? Somewhere around there. Oh, my God. That um, was so bad. Yeah. All right. Any other trivia? Because that's all I got. No, I think that's all I had, too. John, Good- John Goodman for the candy roll makes sense. That makes sense. John Travolta... Uh, that's like Tom Hanks and John Travolta. Good. That's a weird movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's a, diff- a completely different movie. Tom Hanks could do. Yeah. Tom Hanks could pull that off in the right. same way that Steve Martin could. But how does John Travolta do that John Candy role? That doesn't make any sense. No. Be really like really weird. Really weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's a recasting debate. It is time to recast or bait. Better close the door. It's time to recast or bait. Here we go. Uh, we are really just doing two people. Um, if you want to throw a third in, fine. But uh, it's Neil, Steve Martin, and Dell, John Candy. And I did mine all as, like, duos. I did not, except... Mine could line up that way. Um, I also have a gender swap option. Yeah, I do too. And then I have uh, a... I would have liked these two, but I wanted them before. But they would have been too young before. They're the right age now, and I don't want them now. Yeah. So I'll do, I'll do that one, because that's okay. convoluted. That's just my okay. head being All right. weird. Um... So these two, I like how they interact together. They've been in a movie together. It would be good interaction. I like the way they interacted when they were younger. I don't like them now together. Okay. Uh, maybe it would work, but wow. they're the perfect age. Could happen. Wow. This is quite the build-up. 
Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill. Oh. <laughs> like, I kind of want a, the younger version of them yeah. to do this movie. I yeah. want the super bad version of this movie. That's true. That's funny. Uh, I wouldn't want them to do it now. I don't yeah. like it now. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's start with... I mean, you're doing... Mine are all pairs. Pairs. Could you yeah. pair yours up, Eric? Um, let me... If you had to. So I here. think I can pair mine up. That might be the easiest way to do this. I could definitely pair some of these up, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go with... The, I don't, the putting mine in order, though, is tricky. One, yeah. two, or three. I, think, I don't know if I like mine more than each other. Um, all right. Uh, let's have Allison start. Oh. <laughs> you got to pick a pair. You're... You're number three, I guess, or number two. Okay. Am I doing three, two, one right away, or are we all doing our threes and then all doing our twos? Let's all do our threes. Let's okay. do three all the way around, and then, yeah, do it that way. Okay. Your third place. My three is uh, Jake Johnson and Max Greenfield. Wow. <laughs> okay. New Girl. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Oh, I think I have mine backwards here. All right. I didn't have these as pairs, so I'm just creating pairs on the fly, so okay. take this with a grain of salt. I think my pair is... Paul Rudd as Neil, uh -huh. and then Keenan Thompson as Del Griffith. Oh, funny. <laughs> and Rudd and Keenan together, I think, could work. Right. That's my number three, I think. That's good. Uh, Eric, what do you think, your third? Um, for my third, I will go with... I'll go with the name that I didn't want to put in here, but I'm, I feel like it's one. obligated to be in there. I, I have Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and then uh, for my Dell, I'm going to, for number three, might be a little bit old, but I think it'd still work. Um, Bob Odenkirk. Oh. Oh. <laughs> For Dell. Oh, that's For Dell. That's awesome. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He could almost play either part. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys probably could. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Al, do you want to do your two, or should I do sure. it too? Um, <clears throat> got Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. Damn it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... This is not my two. This is my separate gender swap edition. Uh -huh. I had Kristen Wiig and A.D. Bryant. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so my real number two would be Bill Hader and Zach Galifianakis. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> How did I miss Zach Galifianakis? I know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Well, and Bill Hader. Yeah. Of course. I like... Uh, of course. That was nearly my number one, but I'm like, I, I've got a different number one. Yeah. It's a solid number two. Uh, Eric, you're number two. Your second place. Um, so my second place is Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Where's Siegel been? Really? I know. I know. He's doing a puppet show somewhere. Jeez. Mm, oh. um, okay, your number one duo, Al. All right. This is your first um, place, the top of the top. I think I like Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I think that's, that's the right answer. That's good. <laughs> Shit. 
And if you really want to kick it up, you can have Jordan Peele also direct it and make it a total dark right. uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. But Damn it. I like that one. Okay, my number one is the too old variety of, okay. of this uh, that I was trying to avoid, but I couldn't avoid it. It's Steve Carell and John C. Riley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> John C. Riley, you can definitely see. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I like... I like this even 10 years ago yeah. um, better, but uh, fine. That's my old, my old guy version. Uh, all right, Eric, and number one. All right. I, I don't know if it really... <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I have... I had a hard time... I'm still... I, I'm going to say these aren't ranked. I'm just putting... Yeah. I got a whole bunch of names here, and I'm just yeah. throwing stuff out. <laughs> um, for my last one, I'll have um, Jason Sudeikis and Burt Kreischer. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Who's Bert? Crazy. The Machine? He's a comedian. Oh, stand-up comedian. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's that a good, good one. So I had um, Paul Rudd down as Neil with uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah. As mm-hmm. Dell. Mm-hmm. I purposefully chose John C. Riley over Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also have two options for Dylan. No, sorry, uh, for Owen, played oh. by Dylan Baker. I have one. Um, I had my backup being David Spade. <laughs> um, a little more of a Joe Dirt vibe with that one. Um, the guy I want, I think, is Andy Samberg. Oh. Different, but I, I think he could do yeah. something weird. So. I could see, um, I'm probably <clears throat> blanking on his name. Um, the guy who plays Barry, you, you mentioned him earlier. Bill uh, Hader. Bill oh, Bill Hader. Hader, sure. Bill Hader. Yeah. I also had Johnny Knoxville as, <laughs> as him. It's going to be slightly different, but... I think you have Johnny Knoxville waiting in the wings on a lot of your options throughout I, this podcast. You know, and I am not a big Johnny Knoxville jackass fan at all. I don't consider him for anything ever. But... <laughs> He's just off enough that I think sure. could play the part great. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, I didn't come up with any. Yeah. I didn't do any of the other characters, but I've got. I had six names for Neil and Dell. A couple oh other God. names. Oh, I wow. had uh, Randall Park for Neil. I don't know who. Um, I, know I, I can't place it though. Asian actor. He was in like WandaVision. Yeah. And, oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. John Krasinski, maybe, uh-huh. if he's sort of the annoyed Jim right. type of right. role. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for my other Dells, I had, uh, I did have Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Um, I think he could do that really well. Um, I did also have a Jonah Hill. I had him down there, too. And uh, That's the guy I didn't want. I don't yeah. want him in my movie, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and the last one for Dell, Brendan Fraser. Oh! <laughs> like if you watch the movie Bedazzled, he can play that super, yeah. be that annoying wow. guy. Oh my gosh. He could be Adele. Oh my gosh. Wow. I didn't expect that one. All right. The one other duo that I had was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing this as well. Yeah. Yeah, they basically have done that in a couple different movies. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, Straight and a mess. Right. And yeah. they flip-flop, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, memorable scenes and quotable lines. <laughs> so, I only wrote down one quote, and then everything else would just be scenes, uh-huh. basically. Uh, to me, the only quote from this movie is, those aren't pillows. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Ah! Right? Right. That, that is a big one. There is another one that you definitely loved when we were watching it, which is, they'll be able to buff this out, no oh. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in any movie ever. Anytime there's a big, huge dent or like... A fender's missing or some massive thing, and they say they're going to buff it out. It's yeah. I, I'm in. I yeah. love it. There were a couple of others, of course. Eric, you referenced it earlier, but it was after all of the the fucks, and at the end, you, you just watch her face 
gradually yeah. kind of like get more stoic and then she takes her pen and like itches on the back of her head and then at the end is like you're fucked yeah. like yeah it, that it, whole scene's the awesome the whole thing is great yeah the other thing that <coughs> it gets a snicker every time which is this is Czechoslovakian ivory what <laughs> <laughs> They have helium in them, so they're very light. Uh, yeah, I imagine that we could watch the outtakes. We probably have them. Yeah. All the stuff he would have made up for those things when he was trying to sell them in that right. airport or yeah. whatever. Oh yeah. Awesome. Czechoslovakian ivory, and it, it was like purple or blue or something yeah. crazy. There's another. It's a. It's a good line. I don't know if it's a quotable line, but it was a funny line, which is. <laughs> Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling in yeah. a night as you yeah. do in an hour. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is very funny. Uh, the scene when Owen comes to pick them up at oh, the train God. station. To, yes. Uh, to drive yes. into the tra train station yes. to pick up. I mean, all those ticks and all that. Oh, my gosh. Insanity. That's a great yep. scene. Are you Gus's son? I'm Owen. <laughs> The shower curtain fella? Yeah. Yeah, Del Griffin. How are you? This is Neil Page from Chicago. Hi. Pleased to meet you both. <laughs> she's small and skinny, but she's strong. Yeah, exactly. Um. I like... The couple of quick cuts, one to the surprise of John Candy in the taxi when, like, Steve yeah. Martin opens the door and he's like, <gasps> um, that's good. And, of course, when they are driving between the semis yeah. and there's, like, the three-frame three flash of the skeletons. And the <laughs> skeletons. <laughs> he's the devil. Right. <laughs> and he... Does that in Home Alone too, right. with the, the the skeleton yeah. frame or two? Yeah. yeah, it's so good. But I love how you it barely registers as something that's there. Yeah. Like I love it. It's so cartoony. I know. It's out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I like that the first introduction of sort of uh, Neil of what Dell is like when they're in the motel and he takes a shower. Oh, and he God. comes out of the shower, oh. and there's just trash and everything. All the towers are gone, and all he has is that one little washcloth. Yes. And he we, only left them with. I, I mentioned it when we were watching it. I'm like, when he takes that foot out and steps on the wet tile floor, like, I just, oh, I cringed. I, I can't yeah. yeah. Like, stepping but, on that towel, and it just seeped out water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when the state trooper pulls him over, I think that's a good scene with the, the ruined fire singed car. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of liked, I did like the beginning, the race for the cab with Kevin Bacon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was, when we were watching it, I'm like, wait, does Kevin Bacon have a bigger part than I remember? And no, he's he's like a that's nothing it. part. It's yeah. He's on screen for like a minute total, yeah. I think, or something like that. But yeah, it was good. These are just people who... We're in other movies, and then and he, likes. he liked him, and he's like, hey, can I, I'll be in your next one. Just yeah. whatever it is, fine. Yep. I was struggling through, I, it was in the back of my head watching the movie the whole time this time, was from the beginning, like, is the same actor, is that supposed to be Ferris Bueller's dad? Because I know. He was, oh, like, he was know. another ad exec from Chicago. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, is that supposed to be Ferris's oh, dad? Interesting. But then he called him John, and I had to look, and it was, it's Tom Bueller, and then this guy's name was right. John, so it wasn't him. But we, it's like, how is that not just the same guy? You could easily do like a That's John a, Hughes extended universe, universe yeah. for sure. Thing. Uh, they have different names, but there there's so many characters that are the same um, in a bunch of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, that's all I got for that. Uh, would you want to? What would you want to see in a sequel? So I wrote down one thing. I don't think it's. I guess it's a sequel. It's more of a spinoff. I want to see like the, uh, 
Del Griffith's Del Griffith's life on the road. I want to see like him as a, a, a traveling salesman and all the he knows everybody and everybody knows him and everybody seems to like him and he has some sort of power over people. I want to see what he does on the road. But I, I, can, I mean, to that point, you can sort of just, it could be another movie of just him on another adventure with yeah. another yeah. person. Totally. So it's not necessarily about him doing his job, but it's kind of the in-between. Um, yeah, I don't think you should really ever see Dell actually doing his job. Right, right. yeah. It's, I want to see him out and about yeah, it could almost be, it's basically Tommy Boy, um, right. kind of. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a, the same situation where he is playing the straight guy, and then he's got somebody else who's his Del, like, who's worse than him. <laughs> if you think too long about being a shower curtain ring salesman, yeah. like, it makes you insane. Like, yeah. what? No. <laughs> it's ludicrous. And the way he explains his title, too, it's like the different divisions and stuff that he works in, and he's like the head of the shower ring division or something. Right. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. right. How is that? Po- it's no way that's a thing. I know. All right. The How Much Are They Worth game. And now, let's play the How Much Are They Worth game. So, Are there many people that are still alive? Yeah, so this? we're doing Steve Martin. Yeah, uh, we're gonna run into um, some estates. Edie McClurg. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we've got Kevin Bacon, yeah. oh. Michael McKeon. We're doing John Candy. We're doing John Hughes, and Steve Martin. Oh. So, in two cases, it's the estate of, but you know, that's where we're at. And if we get stymied, then we do. So Kevin Bacon is first. And I think we know where we know him from. (gasps) We do. Yeah, Tremors. That's the one we know from. He's going to be in uh, the new Christmas uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, playing himself. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. It's, yeah. 105 acting credits. Wow. One writer credit. And how much money is he making with his band? The Bacon Brothers? Okay, there's a lot here to think about. Producer, a few producer credits. <laughs> Is it possible that he just chooses uh, things to work on just based on their uh, titles? Because I see Smilf and I see I Love Dick. Uh, so I think he's just like, oh, that'd be funny. I'll just do that. There is a one-minute short of Britney Spears catches Kevin Bacon dancing, which is an Apple Music UK commercial that he got credit for. So I think we've got a wide range (laughs) of um, things here. Okay. He wrote and directed a video called Free the Bacon. That's hilarious. I have a number. I wrote down a number. And it's almost based on nothing. I don't even know where to start with this guy. Okay. Eric, what do you think? Do you have a number? I have a number. I will say... I will say 55 million. Probably way off. Al? I said 65. I said 35. 55, 65, 55, 35. Okay. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon is an American actor and musician who has a net worth of 45 million. Ooh. You were right around it. So Brennan gets it? I get it. Wow. Just out of being, I price is right at you, basically. Because I was looking under. All right. Michael McKeon. Mm. Lenny of Lenny and Squiggy. 
he was in uh was he in Coneheads? Yeah, he yeah. was the uh the INS agent. David St. Hubbins from <laughs> Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have we done him before? Uh I We've mentioned him. I don't know if we did his clue. numbers, though. Did we do Clue? Oh, we, oh, did, clue. Clue. we did him in Clue. Yeah. I have no idea what it was. No. Yeah. He's one of the folksmen. <laughs> Let's say he's, he's, he's in all those... Uh, uh, 248 so acting credits. Oh, my God. He does a lot of, like, drive-bys. The Mighty Wind, yeah. He showed up that random season on Saturday Night Live. He was remember he's a cast member for Oh yeah. Oh Al. So weird. He played cousin Louie on Oswald. Oh yes. <laughs> I love Oswald. It's the, the old uh, kids cartoon where the lead or a lead character was played by Squiggy from uh <laughs> and that, where Squiggy was the, the penguin and then so he had a cousin and so it's yep, Lenny it's yep. awesome Cousin Louie mm-hmm. and Maestro Bingo Bunny yeah so. um alright I don't know he's all over the place he's got so many small things alright I've written one so. down I have no idea yeah I have no idea truly um, and the thing is is we done this before not that long ago and yeah. I have no idea. Oh, if we Yeah, did it, it's a clean slate every time. If we did it last week, I, I wouldn't know what it is. I don't remember. Um, Al, give us your number. I wrote down 30. I wrote down 20. Eric? Uh, 35. Okay. Michael McKeon. Uh, is an American actor, writer, comedian, director, producer, and musician who has a net worth of $12 million. Uh-huh. I get that one again. Yikes. This is not good. And now we're heading into the estates. Oh, yeah. I am going to struggle. Let's start with John Candy. Um, but you got to do the conversion for Canadian... <laughs> money, so. I mean, short career, but significant. He was only 43 years old. I know. And it was just his birthday, Halloween. Oh, was that Halloween? Mm-hmm. He would have been, he would have been uh, 72. Wow. Died at 43, had 66 actor credits. Wow. Um, Canadian Bacon, Wagons East, Hostage for a Day, Cool Runnings, Rookie of the Year, Rabbit Ears. I mean, some of these are not big movies, but... Boris and Natasha, Natasha, Once Upon a Time, JFK. Ooh, JFK, that's a good Tom Candy. Tom Candy? (laughs) John Candy. (laughs) Uh, career opportunities, nothing but trouble, home alone, uh, Uncle Buck, who's Harry Crumb, ooh, uh, the great outdoors, space balls, armed and dangerous, uh, he's all over the place, man, he's got a lot of stuff here, summer rental, Brewster's Millions, Brewster's, yeah, Splash, Splash. National Lampoon's Vacation, SNL, SCTV, Stripes, Blues Brothers. Good God, man. 1941. Yeah, I... Yes. So this is like... I don't even know. I mean, how do you... How do you... How do you do this?
Alright, Eric, do you have a number? I I have a number, I'll say 20 million. Ooh. Al? I said 8. I said 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure this is not my night. John Candy was a Canadian actor and comedian who had a net worth of 15 million uh. at the time of death in 94. Wow. Brendan again? Yep. Cheater. It's called a sweep. Uh, John Hughes. This is another one. Burned uh. brightly, but shortly. But then, oddly enough, he was actually, he was around longer than we yeah. thought. Because he wrote a lot under uh, an alias. Oh, he did? Yeah, he was writing... Uh, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3. Beethoven. Dennis the Menace. Your fire's getting puny. He wrote Drillbit Taylor. <laughs> he wrote Made in Manhattan. The story. Vegas Vacation. Hey, Papa Giorgio! <laughs> Put a dollar and I got a car. 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 101 Dalmatians. Flubber. Curly Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did write career opportunities. Yeah. Mr. Mom. Jesus. I mean, right. eight director credits, 23 producer credits, 53 writer credits. Good Lord. have numbers? Yes. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, Alright, Eric. You're up. I'm going to say 20 million. <gasps> oh my gosh. I'm, I might be in trouble. <laughs> I, I've, I've way, way, way overshot every one of these so far. I, I'm... Al, what do you got? I wrote 85. Oh my god. I wrote 32. <gasps> What, Eric, did you say? 25? 20. 20. 20? Oh, my God. 85. I hope. I mean, that'd be... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, th uh, this is surprising. Uh, John Hughes was an American filmmaker, screenwriter, and director who had a net worth... Of one hundred and fifty million dollars. Holy hellfire! Yes. Al gets that one. Holy crap! I mean, I mean, there were he had some big movies. I know, but then but he had a lot of that went that were. I know, but yeah. he had a lot of big movies. He did have some big ones. But big even so movies. And all of the run, like all of the, but you call it residuals or right, like I know the yeah. Home Alone residuals have to be huge, right? So that that number is at the time of his death in two thousand nine. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, and now I guess what I thought was going to be the big gun, uh, Steve Martin. Oh, I think it still will be. I think it's, I mean, it's a big gun, but John Hughes. John Hughes. 150, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, 
You got that Roxanne movie or money? Yeah. Um, Bowfinger money. The pink, uh, the Pink Panther. Yeah. Cheaper by the dozen. Oh, bringing down a house. <laughs> Just tell her the cool points are out the window. She's got me all twisted up in the game. Father of the Bride money. Yep. <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen money. Mm -hmm. Ooh, mixed nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucks. Sergeant Bilko. Yep. Parenthood. My Blue Heaven. You could melt all this stuff. What do you do with all that meat? <laughs> Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yep. Let me give you Steve Parenthood. Martin's... Um, where should I... S Little Shop of Horrors. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, 86, Three Amigos. 87, or 86, Little Shop of Horror Horrors. 87, Roxanne. 87, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. 88, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. 89, Parenthood. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good little run. I was just about to say, would you like to smell the bottle caps, sir? <laughs> The Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, let's get a number for this dope. Oh. He's also playing the banjo a lot. <laughs> He's got that banjo cache. Okay. I've got a number. Mm, let me just see one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very specific number. Wow. Uh, Eric, you're up again. 85. 85. Al? I said 125. <laughs> I threw him above John Hughes with wow. a 161. Wow. I know. I was going for it. He's got that Martin and Martin touring that they've been doing. Steve Martin Short? Yeah. Why do they not call it Steve Martin Short? I know. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Steve Martin is an American comedian, actor, writer, and musician who has a net worth of $140 million. Oh, yes. You get it by $2 million. So Al gets it. Did you guys tie it up? I won or Brendan got a three, three to two. two. Three to two. <coughs> Eric got shut out. I think this might be like the second or third time I've been shut out. Mm. It's pretty rare, but it does happen. Mm -hmm. Shut out. Yeah. And except for like one, not close. Eric's off his game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the location change that's screwing him up. He's not doing it at home. All right. Uh... Planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, to recap. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that was funny. It's good. <laughs> it's a good movie. It totally, totally holds up. Um, I think it holds up. You it, haven't asked your big question that you love to ask. I ta I've taken that off the table. <laughs> That's only for me. Um, because this is your big one where you get to say... Would cell phones change the situation? Absolutely changes the movie. And it definitely does in this movie. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, on the plane, in the airport, would be contacting... You're not waiting in a line everything. to get yeah. a hotel room and... Calling other airlines, right. calling hotels and cars and other... It's all taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. The movie ends in 27 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not on this flight. I'm on this flight. Fine. Mm-hmm. Great. Done and done. No hotels, Airbnb. Yeah. There's Uber instead of like right. trying to catch the cab. Right. It's done. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, it's good. And like we said before, I think before we were recording, um, it's one of the few, I don't know if you call it a classic or not, but uh, classic movies about the Thanksgiving period, not the Christmas period. 
It's about getting home for Thanksgiving. So one of the things that I thought was the most unbelievable part of the movie was that there was a snowstorm on Thanksgiving. Like, there's no snow at Thanksgiving anymore. Like, yeah. that's... These global days, warming yeah. has taken yeah. care of that. Like, all of the snow on the ground and stuff. Like, that's... I have not seen a Thanksgiving like that in 30 years. So, Eric, when they when he gets home, when they get home, and they open the door, and all the family is there, the kids... They're just standing in the foyer. The grandparents or whatever... <laughs> They're all sort of hanging around. It's the day after Thanksgiving, right? Um, yeah, they didn't make it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was confused, like, how everybody's there. They're all dressed. Like, they're like they're almost staged, ready to go sit down at the table. But clearly not. That was confusing. We even mentioned it, yeah. but it was over. Like, is that the day after Thanksgiving? Why is everybody there? Why are they, what's going on? So, I don't know. Yeah. Because it was uh, two nights that they yeah. were out and about. Yeah, I mean, if it was the day of, they would have been on time. Right. Um, it's good. It's Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. It's rewatchable. Yeah. It's, it's almost Absolutely. like it's all... Maybe not as much as some of the holiday classics, but it's nearly a must-watch, I think, around the holidays. Yep. All right. That's it. Great.